Welcome to Trailblazing Techs. And today I have my good friend and also phenomenal artist, uh, Bateri with us. So how are you doing today, Bateri? Hi, Brittany. Good. Very good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you just wrapped up actually a very big mural that you're doing uh, in Houston. And so wanted uh, to take the opportunity and talk about what that mural is and, and that project. Yeah, this is my seventh mural in Houston, and this is a concept um, that is for an, an apartment remodeling of, an, of some apartments in the Heights, and they named the apartments uh, Casa de Dali, which is honoring Salvador Dali. So they wanted a mural that depicted kind of a Dali style and adapted to Houston. So that's what I did. Um, uh, you have to see it later yeah. but it's just um different surrealistic scenes uh, of houston highways um the uh, nasa like the shuttle and then mm -hmm. I, I i added some uh dalis elements like the elephant like iconic ele elements of dalis yeah and how clock and all that huh Oh, nice. The melting clock, clock. Yeah, definitely an iconic Dali element. Mm -hmm. um, how big is the mural or roughly? It is about 32 feet long by, I think, 10 feet high. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty big. Is that, your big. is that your biggest mural or have you done bigger ones? I've done bigger ones. Okay. Uh, this is big, but uh, um, it has a lot of detail. So yep. uh, it's just, um, it is like a big painting in, in, in a big wall. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And so you've been busy with the Dolly sculpture. You said it took you, what, roughly three weeks? Three weeks, exactly. Yeah, cool. I thought it was going to take me two weeks. But. Mm -hmm. And Dolly mural. I didn't mean to say sculpture. Dolly mural. And so that has been obviously time consuming through quarantine. But is there anything else that you've been doing uh, just while we're staying at home and, you know, not really with anywhere to go? Yeah, actually, uh, right before we started the, the quarantine, um, I had a few projects lined up. Um, I was actually trying to get this project since last year, and everybody told me, okay, let's do these projects right before everything started. Mm -hmm. So one was uh, this big soccer ball that it, that's going to be for the campaign for the 2026 World Cup. Coming in, like a, uh, there, there is a World Cup campaign for mm -hmm. bidding campaign for Houston to be a host for the World Cup. Awesome. So um, there is this campaign they're doing with big balls and I'm painting one for the Texas Medical Center. Oh. I did that one. And then um, uh, another client, he wanted the Houston skyline. Mm -hmm. So um, I created a big, a big big painting of the Houston skyline in isometric view or uh, kind of a, um, eye, a bird's eye view. So just nice. a different... different so you've been pretty busy with just your projects and everything, which is great. I'm glad that mm -hmm. it didn't slow down too much for you uh, during this crazy time. Um, yeah. One thing I did want to talk about, just because I feel like I've known you for a long time, but we actually met seven years ago in, in 2013 at the Big Brothers Big Sisters Gala um, in Houston. And so that was actually the first time I had ever heard of you. I had... Uh, the first time I had seen anything Sorry. of yours. And so I just wanted to ask you, how did you get involved with uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters and that gala? And then how, what went into creating the piece of art that you created for the, uh, for the auction? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that was in 2013, seven years yeah, ago. So uh, long ago. 
Yeah. Um, so ever since I started doing uh, art professionally, I did a lot of networking, or I've done a lot of networking, going to different events, um, and also online. And um, in one of these events, I met um, Rosalind, who I think she's kind of a, a PR for uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters. Mm-hmm. And um, they they were looking for an artist uh, to feature that year on 2013 to do a, a painting for that will come along or yeah that that was gonna be similar to the mission that big brother big brothers big sisters represent mm-hmm. so uh i love the concept or idea and um that's when i i decided to do this painting of um uh, so based on the, the mission of big brothers big sisters with the mentors of big brothers and big sisters that reminded me of um the soccer players when they come out of the state to the state to the to the pitch with the, with the little kids. So mm-hmm. um, I portrayed uh, two, two soccer players, one female, one, one male, and one in, in holding each um, kind of a, well, it's bodiless, so it's, they're not holding hands, but each one has a, uh, a little kid on their mm-hmm. side. And um, yeah. Yeah, and I actually now have that piece. It is mm-hmm. in uh, my living room. And I remember vividly sitting there looking at the auction and, you know, going through everything. And I was there with my dad. It was actually my first time I went to a gala. I can't remember why my mom didn't go, but I kind of stepped in for her. And I remember them Mm -hmm. pulling it out. And I just, because there's the bright orange. And then um, I grew up a big soccer player and a big soccer fan. Like Mia Hamm to me was the queen of the earth. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I thought she was the coolest person. And even though I played basketball later in my life, like basket or soccer was probably my first love, if you will. So the, the soccer concept and then tying it into big brothers, big sisters, which is an organization my family has been involved in for, you know, a long, long time. I just turned to my dad and I was like, that's cool. And so I know he ended up bidding it and he ended up winning it and then he gifted it to me as well. And so I don't know, one thing I like about your art personally is it's different. It's the most different thing I've been exposed to. And like, as you're probably familiar with my parents' art style and their taste. So like I grew up uh, seeing a lot about abstract art, surrealism, like Carmen Cicero, Dorothy Tanning. Uh, they also have some abstract stuff by a Dutch artist named uh, Peter Diem. My favorite type of art is actually kind of cubism, like Picasso, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Yours was just so different than anything that I had ever seen. And so being able to be exposed to new art, but also tying it to a greater purpose, like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and the mentoring aspect of it, I thought was like one of the most powerful things that I've seen. And I think that's what's so great about art is the powerfulness of it. And I just, I don't know, I found myself moved. I saw it and I was like, I need that. And so it's like one of the first things you see when you, when I, when people walk in my house, it's often a discussion piece. So I get to talk about you as an artist. I get to talk about big brothers, big sisters, um, and their mission. Would you, you're not currently a big, are you? No, I'm not. No, Uh, I wish I can be soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe when you have a little bit more time, you could be a big yeah, or I, I, because I've been trying to to become one, um, but now mm-hmm. I feel that I, I'm at a better place, like in terms of everything uh, with my career and personal mm-hmm. life. Um, yeah. I have better direction now, so I think now I can have uh, 
smaller brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually in the process as well of getting matched here uh, uh-huh. in Colorado. So we'll see. Hopefully, once this all dies down, I get myself a little. Um, great organization for those of you who are listening. Uh, definitely would uh, encourage you to look into Big Brothers Big Sisters, uh, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. So kind of going back to your art, um, you're a successful artist. You're very talented. You know, have you always been interested in art? Yes, always. Um, I mean, since ever since I remember what I like. Um, And my mom told me that even when when I was two years old, um, she would just leave me anywhere with my sketchbook and color pencils. And I was always drawing, sketching, doing something and and what was your favorite thing to draw or paint when you were a child when you were growing up actually now that I look back and what what I was drawing before uh, I drew a lot of uh, soccer players and the logos of uh, like the emblems of every team Mm -hmm. Um, just uh, like like cartoons of uh, different players um, also cars, uh, a lot of the things that now I paint and yeah. it's funny. Yeah. But I was just sketching and drawing all that yeah. maybe because yeah, just my interests. Right. And so did you have a particular artist that was probably your biggest, who was your biggest influence growing up? And then who do you think is probably your biggest influence now? Or is it still the same? Wow. Uh, well, it's, it is different. Um, growing up, I loved all the Renaissance artists like Michelangelo, uh, Leonardo, and um, and my favorite is Rembrandt. Just the way he painted a uh, uh, contrast, lighting, uh, just many different things on, on like flesh and mm-hmm. details, and actually on, on his clothing and all that. Um, but now um, it, it is hard to 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 mention one. Yeah. There's so many good ones, yeah. Um, yeah. But I just um, uh, I keep studying different artists and how they become successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll actually, Salvador Dali, he's a, he's also one of my influences, uh, just because of surrealism. Yeah, I think um, that that what that's what like what you were saying about the the painting of Big Brothers Big Sisters, and I think you can only do that effect or that send that message through painting i mean maybe Mm -hmm. in other mediums like film and photography but i think painting it's it is you can do it better well maybe that's because that's what i do but uh uh, i think with painting you can really depict any surrealistic uh scene or message they want to send yeah and so actually going back to that piece as as i mentioned right there was like the bright colors there's the orange that's the one thing that really sticks out to me but as you talked about kind of at the beginning you do kind of these bodiless soccer players um Mm -hmm. so it's kind of their jerseys their shorts their cleats their socks and so to me that just kind of represents anyone can be a big anyone can be a little and so that's why I found it so powerful because like you said, you were able to depict not only a picture, but also get across a very important message, you know, on a canvas. And so that was kind of the first time that I was like, wow, this is what this painting means to me. And so again, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the cool things about art, no matter what the medium is, whether it's painting, film, Mm -hmm. sculpture, um, I think, I think it's powerful stuff. So you grew up interested in art. Uh, you grew up in both uh, Mexico and Houston. And so when did you come to Houston? Uh, 1997, August 17th. 
1997. I was going to, I was going to turn 15 years old. Okay. So since you were 15, you kind of, you finished up high school, uh, in Houston, then you later on Mm -hmm. went to university of Houston, uh, for college, but you actually didn't study art. Initially, you went on to study some, uh, study architecture, right? Correct. Yes. So why architecture when you first went to school as opposed to, you know, art or painting or something along those lines? Well, architecture has been always another passion of mine since I was little. And I have, um, in my family, I have a lot of uncles in Mexico that they are architects. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, now that I look back again, uh, that's another thing that I always loved. Mm -hmm. Um, And when deciding what career uh, to study, I was thinking actually graphic design because I also like graphic design a lot. And just I was debating, but then uh, my dad, uh, he told me, well, if you study architecture, that's like the master of all the creative uh, uh, careers. So with that, you have more like a vision and you can pretty much do anything after if you if you decide not to do architecture. And that's really what happened And with architecture really helped me to 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 see that vision or, or see uh, like a wider uh, idea of everything that I that I do now. Yeah. And so you did architecture. I, I find architecture fascinating. I almost envy anyone who can truly do it, study it and, and practice it. Um, Cause you know, it's kind of endless as to what you can architect or what you can create, you know, just like art, but you found yourself going back and getting a double major um, in painting. Correct. Yeah. And uh, so I graduated in 2007 mm-hmm. um, from the university of Houston from architecture. And then when I graduated, uh, I was working uh, as an architect part-time. Um, I was the architect in-house here at Highland Village Commercial mm-hmm. Center. And um, I decided to go back and, and do a double mayor in painting. Uh, and that's when actually I created these bodiless paintings uh, at one of my studios. Yeah. And, and didn't you say like one of your projects was you had to do a lot of paintings. And so you know, you went back to kind of your roots of what your passions are like sports and, and soccer. And so that's kind of where that began, right? Is kind of finishing out that project and you realize you like doing that, you're good at it. And it can be kind of a way to identify or um, differentiate yourself as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it, it is funny or interesting now that I look and think about it because it is just different. Uh, now it's been eight years after... Uh, like becoming a professional artist, mm-hmm. but actually 10 years since I created this concept. And I remember I was painting that because I just liked it. And I yeah. had a lot of critique and people saying, I mean, why, why bodiless soccer players? And, mm-hmm. and they were just doing different critique and saying that this will be, this will go on the paintings for, for a kid's room and just different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, through the years, I got, really uh different um feedback too Uh, um but uh i just thought i mean i I don't care i just want to paint this and i wanted to i wanted to create this concept where um by removing the flesh or the body the face you would have you will focus your your i mean you will shift your focus onto the to the jersey the colors of of every team Mm -hmm. and i think sports most of the sports are about the team not about one athlete so With this painting, that's what uh, that's one that's one of the messages that I was sending. Yeah, and so actually, if you look over my shoulder right here, I have one of your bodiless paintings, mm-hmm. and 
it is Argentina and Brazil. And so that's actually, I think both those teams have really vibrant colors and then the contrast with the green background. Um, that's one of my favorite things about it is the colors that you use and you really get to focus, like you said, on the colors because that's what you're looking at. You're not looking at bodies or soccer balls or other aspects of the painting. And so actually in my office here, I have that one. And then I have another one right here that is FC Barcelona. Um, so I have quite a few of your pieces hanging around here. Uh, so I have those and then a couple others. I have the Alex Morgan piece that you've done and the Monica Gonzalez one, um, the print of Carly Lloyd as well as just right over here. You can't see it. So I love it because my office is really colorful. That's why I kind of put all of these in here because of the colors. And I feel like people are just drawn to those colors. But you don't just paint soccer or, or sports, as you mentioned. You also are really into to cars. And so why cars? Why is that something that you like to paint? Uh, that's another <clears throat> interest of mine. Um, and I don't really like driving the cars. I, I like the design of the cars. Okay. Um, and, uh, so in 2008, when I created this, I created different series when I was in, in my painting blog, mm-hmm. um, career. And, uh, so seven, seven series and one of them was the soccer series and then the cars, but I painted, um, different, uh, the Volkswagen vans mm-hmm. in different styles. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that assignment, the teachers told us to look at, look at, uh, some um, different artists and kind of uh, get inspired in, in their style. Mm-hmm. So I created um, maybe six Volkswagen bands in just different scenarios yeah. and different depictions. And um, then I was networking again. Uh, and then I met these guys that were organizing a festival here in Houston, which now is very recognizable. recognizable, recognized. Uh, it is the Lamborghini Festival. Yeah. So they they looked at those paintings and they liked what they saw. So they asked me, "Hey, would you be interested in doing a painting for the Lamborghini Festival?" And um, the purpose was to auction the painting, help uh, with the proceeds, uh, some uh, their cost, which uh, most of the times it is, it is uh, for uh, kids with cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I would uh, create a painting and donate fifty percent of the proceeds for that cost. Awesome. And since 2014, I've been doing a painting for them, mm-hmm. and it's been it's been a, a nice a nice uh, project every year. So yeah. I do a painting for Lamborghini Festival every year. Yeah, I I know someone who has their eye on one of your pieces, um, but I did want to give you a moment to talk about that the the Lamborghini piece that you actually currently have uh, missing. Um, and so, just you know, what's the name of it? Where was the last time you saw it? and kind of just elaborate on that piece that has gone missing. Yeah, this is a kind of a long story, but I'll <laughs> uh, make it short. So uh, this is the only painting that has not been auctioned from all the festivals. That Well, the only one that didn't meet the minimum bid. Uh, that's from 2015, and it is the Lamborghini Countach. So um, it is a very iconic car. Uh, it is a red Countach. And that um, in 2014, 15, 16, I created this concept where you will look at the car and uh, at different angles and it is like it looks like it is rotating so I have some transparency and it you 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 can see the angle of the of the design at different mm-hmm. sides so uh, because uh, I love the design of all these cars yeah um so uh since that that's the only one that uh, is 
it is left, um, I get to exhibit it at different places. And I brought it to this um, uh, private event in 2017, October, uh, yeah, really cool house. Uh, it was an open house back then. So mm-hmm. I had different paintings and that was one of them. Yeah. Uh, then um, the other ones were soccer paintings. So uh, I was getting ready to go to, to exhibit my work to Moscow in 2018 mm-hmm. for the World Cup. So I went and, and um, took the soccer paintings from that house. But I left the Lamborghini painting there, uh-huh. just thinking that it was going to be safe and nothing was going to happen. So, uh, and they told me, hey, Bateria, you have to come and, and pick up the other painting because uh, maybe the house is going to be sold. So uh, come get it. So um, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll go get it. I, I was so, so busy getting ready for the World Cup and, and exhibition in Russia. Yeah. So it, w- it was my fault that I really just um, just left it there thinking that it was going to be safe. Uh, I, I, I left to Moscow and then came back. And um, that's when um, I was thinking, well, I have to go pick up the painting. And uh, I called the person that helped me to be in that exhibition. She told mm-hmm. me, well, but what do you mean it's not, you don't have the painting? I said, no, you don't have it. And she said, no, I don't have it. <laughs> I told you to go pick it up. So um, it's been a long story because now nobody knows where the yeah. painting is. Um, she, this person, she's very professional. I, we've done other uh, exhibitions before uh, together. And she said, oh, I'm very embarrassed. And this has nothing, that, this has never happened to me before. Yeah. So uh, she's trying to help me as well to look for it. But it, we don't know. Um, the, the house was sold. And then there are so many people that were uh, also part of the uh, open houses. and then. Um, when they were cleaning the house and re- kind of uh, fixing the house before they sold it. So we think that maybe somebody from the staging companies took it because they, they, had, they had the house staged. Yeah. So maybe they took it by mistake with, with other paintings that they were yeah. staging. And how big um, is it? This is a 48 inches by 24 inches. Yeah, so it's not tiny. <laughs> um, and so- it's a little bit detail. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I hope maybe this can give you some leads. I hope, you know, you eventually find it because it's a cool painting. I've seen it in person. I was actually at that open house. Um, and then, like I said, I know, I know someone who wants to to buy it. So a lot of vested interests uh, here. So hopefully you can find it. Uh, I will say your car pieces that you have done, and I'm not a big car person, but I I do think they're really cool. I think you really capture, especially with Lamborghinis, right? Their, Mm -hmm. their edges are sharp. They're pretty extreme cars. And I think you, you capture them very well. And so I I find your car pieces pretty phenomenal. Um, you bring up something, the world cup. So you went to Moscow for, uh, the world cup back in 2018 and then you went to uh, the World Cup in 2014 in Brazil. So, you know, talk a little bit about that. How did you tap into the World Cup? What was the point of that trip? And, you know, what did you learn while you were at such big events, uh, kind of uh, marketing yourself and your work? Yeah, so this was something that uh, really, um, I, I put myself goals since I started uh, becoming an artist, a professional artist. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, uh, I need to, I to, I have to put myself goals and and thinking about the World Cup. I was thinking that 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 would be one where I want to accomplish to have my paintings in every World Cup. So I remember it was 2012 when I decided to to become to just um, just to to keep doing art professionally. Okay. And so the next World Cup that was coming was the Brazil World Cup. 
Um, and I remember I didn't know anyone in Brazil. I didn't know any galleries. I, I didn't know how the logistics of bringing paintings to another country, a lot of the things. Yeah. So um, again, I was networking, asking people, knocking on doors. And uh, a friend of mine connected me with a very nice guy in Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro, uh, back in 2014, beginning mm -hmm. of 2014. Um, and he opened the doors for me in Rio. Um, he told me, okay, what do you want to do? I explained to him, I want to bring my paintings, exhibit my paintings in the World Cup. Uh, he's the owner of a big company, oil company in Rio. So he told me, okay, don't worry. You will stay at my house. I'll, I'll connect you with people over there. And yeah, I, I got there. They treated me really, really nice there. Uh, mm -hmm. and, um, and I brought nine of my paintings, or, you know, paintings and a few prints. Mm -hmm. And um, I, was, I was there for two weeks. It was the best experience I've ever, I've ever had. Um, uh, because it was my first walk up exhibiting my paintings. So he got me to connect to this TV station where kind of a, in Houston, Discovery Green, they were yeah. doing parties there in Rio de Janeiro. And um, so all it, it was mainly for the locals. So all the Brazilians were there and some tourists too. So I got to have my paintings in, 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 uh, in the VIP room. So nice. a lot of people came and saw them and uh, a lot of uh, like famous people too. So that was a really cool experience. And coming back to, to Houston, I was a little bit depressed. <laughs> like I didn't know what to do next. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, and then um, last year, um, I decided to, I mean, I, I went to Moscow, but uh, I learned from, from Brazil that it wasn't very easy or something very, I mean, it is complicated in terms of I had to prepare paintings, start yep. contacting people in another country uh, getting ready so uh, I started getting ready like a year and a half uh, wow. earlier yeah for Moscow yeah and when we talked the other week you kind of said that your experience in Brazil you learned a lot but it also showed you that you can do this you can be a professional artist and um, you know one thing too and we don't have to go too much in detail but you know you went back to school to U of H to kind of do entrepreneurial studies right Yes. Yeah. Um, I think my art career has been more like a learning process in my life, yeah. like uh, growing. Uh, uh, I, I feel that I've grown so much and learned so much from this. Um, and one of the things is that uh, with art, you don't have really a direction or a right. manual or something that you can see how it's going to look, how, how, how you're going to work on, on this on this field. Yeah. And you have to do everything else. Uh, as far as like a, a profession requires. So you have to make the work, create the work, market your work, sell your work, um, do all the administrative work, yeah. um, like all the things that require to make a business. Mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't know back then. I was just painting and selling and networking and yeah, yeah. All, all my instincts. But uh, I kept learning more, more and more things that uh, I needed to really first do the marketing side and then the business side um so that's when i uh in 2017 i was um um selected to to do this uh sure nice. program at u of h it is an entrepreneurship program it is free if you qualify so oh, wow. it's an amazing program yeah i learned so much uh just like business plan that everybody yeah. told me before hey you have to have a business plan and <laughs> i didn't believe it but um it helps yeah. It helped. Um, and then just everything like financials and many details that uh, you need, a, you need a, 
to you need to have this uh, for a business if you, if you want to grow. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. Yeah, and it you know it just seems in your nature that you are an entrepreneur. Um, you know, I think anyone that's an artist kind of is that way. You want to work for yourself. You want to do your work. You want to you know show off your work and everything. And I think it's apparent by every step that you've taken, right? With networking, knocking on doors, you know, just going down to Brazil and not knowing anyone, um, doing the piece for Big Brothers Big Sisters. You kind of took all the necessary steps, and it takes a while for the pieces to kind of come together. But once they come together, right, then then you see that growth. And so that's why you need to have, you know, that business plan or know how to do the financials or, you know, any aspect of a business. And so, um, so, I mean, it seems you're right, right on your way. You're doing the right things. Um, it's been great to kind of watch you from at least when I met you in 2013 to, to now. And so, you know, you have your art all over Houston, you've brought it around the world. You've even done things in different States, um, like in Boston and New York. And so I wanted you to kind of elaborate on that. It was a project with Bud Light, right? Correct. Um, yeah. Um, so this agency here in Houston, they have a Bud Light as a client and, uh, they wanted, they were looking for, for an artist to, um, to do a painting for a watch party uh, they were doing in different states in, in the US. So um, I got to do two, um, two of these watch parties and I, mm-hmm. I was painting live. So they flew me to Boston and New York and uh, the event in Boston was at the public library. So I was painting live. I was painting a, um, a Patriots um, painting there. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually got to, to get, um, to Boston a, a few days earlier so that I can start the painting and then finish it at the event. Oh, wow. The same in, in New York. Um, New York was the World Trade Center. And um, so they had all bot lights and food. And I was the artist there painting live at each event. Nice, nice. Yeah. Like I said, all over the country, all over the world. Uh, definitely want to kind of get back to some of your Houston pieces, though. So I was looking at your portfolio and I kind of forgot how many murals you have around Houston. So you talked about at the beginning, how many did you say? Seven? Yeah, now I have seven. Seven, okay. So one that I find is is, uh, important is the garden mural that you did at Wisdom High School. And so that's where you went to high school. Um, What was the point of that project? And what did it mean to you to be able to do something like that, you know, at a school that you spent, you know, your high school years at? Yeah, um, that was a very interesting project. They um, uh, there is this uh, cultural organization here, Box Culture. Uh, they I've done things with them before, um, and they actually they invited me to speak at um, Lee High School back in 2015 and bring my paintings because I went to Lee High School. Mm-hmm. So a few years later, they demolished the school and they changed the name, which is now Wisdom High School. Mm-hmm. And they 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 did a whole new campus and they have this uh, project or in the middle of the school they have a garden that now Vox Culture is doing there um, uh, as part of the project so they wanted a mural there and they uh, they reached out to me and they they asked me if uh, if I was interested because that was going to be a donation actually Uh, so that was that was uh, tough and uh, I mean tough in terms that I, I had to find time and and go there and work. I mean, it took me like six weeks. Yeah, I had volunteers. Time. Yeah, but the whole concept was to depict or to to bring um, to the, uh, to display uh, something that represents high school, which is the diversity that it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a high school with most uh, 
uh, with the student body with different so many different countries mm-hmm. and um so I decided to do or portray uh flora and fauna from from all these different countries mm-hmm. and um in in the center I have a soccer field um, which um means uh, the unity for all these students there which actually they all they love soccer and at one time or some uh, like different years they they've been like the best soccer team in Houston nice so that's something big for that and um it is a big big mural it's a 32 by 35 feet oh wow um yeah and i use this um ecological they call it technology which is a paint um base uh, of uh, cement and uh that's actually kind of a, the, the paint that all these renaissance artists used to use in italy uh but now it they 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 have done it again or kind of a redone it with the technology mm-hmm. and um it cleans the air and actually once i put it on you put it on the surface it cleans the air and it kills bacteria and it is very beneficial for the environment oh nice so i use that paint mm-hmm. cool cool and one other mural that i want to talk about is the four legends mural so who are the four uh players that are in it yeah those uh players are uh diego maradona from argentina uh, Carlos Valderrama from Colombia, uh, Sinedine Zidane from France, and Pelé from Brazil. Yep, yep. So who is your favorite soccer player? I really admire Cristiano Ronaldo uh, just because, uh, I mean, not, not only the way he plays, and uh, I admire the, the person that he is, uh, just the athlete. That he's yeah. very, um, I mean, I think he's amazing. Like he, He's very disciplined and I get inspired a lot from from players or athletes that that are, that are very disciplined because I think in art you have to be very disciplined too. Uh, and I love the way he he plays and um, many things. I mean, he's a lot of people don't like him, but I look <laughs> at just the 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 way he plays and and how he be, he he. Be, um, I mean, definitely the his. My favorite player growing up, as I mentioned, was Mia Hamm. Um, you know, just that era of her and Brandy Chastain. Um, but I will say I saw the match between Argentina and the U.S. men's uh, game. It was probably two years ago, maybe, when they played in Houston. Mm-hmm. And seeing Lionel, mm-hmm. Me- seeing Messi in person was unreal. Like, you know, he's a great player. But when you see him in person, and also he's not a big guy, mm-hmm. and just like... Oh, how he just sliced and diced our defense. Like, I don't even remember. They scored like two goals, I felt like, in 30 seconds. Um, but seeing him in person, and then I saw Ronaldinho when I was in middle school. I can't remember, but I've gotten to see some great soccer players play. And so, I mean, you have to put Cristiano Ronaldo up there. It's just a matter of, I guess, you know, who your preference, who your preference is. Um, yeah. So with that, you've been painting a lot of athletes as well. Who's your favorite athlete that you've gotten to meet through all of this? Um, favorite athlete. Uh, so far, uh, actually one of the former soccer players from Mexico. Uh, recently, he actually came to my studio because uh, he's friends with a friend of mine. And uh, I'm working on this project. It is a park that I'm, that I'm actually developing here in Houston. Mm-hmm. So nice. um, we were... Uh, trying to see, asking him if, if he wants to be part of it. He's um, a little bit old now, but um, I remember he was like my idol growing up. And now he lives in the woodlands, so oh, wow. I got to meet him. Yeah, 
Yeah, his name is Ramon Ramirez. Uh, but I've uh, I've met different great 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 athletes like Carly Lloyd and um, uh, I got to do two paintings for uh, for the Astros players uh, Altuve oh, yeah. and Julie Gurriel. So I got to meet them both both. Um, and well, I have uh, an I, a- I have a little Astros painting uh, of yours that I still need to unpack. I just haven't found the place for it, but it's like one of my favorite things. It's little, but yeah. oh man, it was it was one of my favorite gifts I've gotten after uh, the World Series because I got to take my dad to game five of the World Series. So it was a fun mm. memory for us. And then I think for Christmas, I got it. I remember you came over and gave it to me, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I forgot. I've totally forgot about the Astros pieces. We're still in the middle of our move and I'm still like unwrapping things. Um, so I'm excited to put up my Astros piece of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Recently I've been painting other sports. Yeah. So uh, uh, I got the commission to do those, uh, the Astros last year. But that, that sketch, the, the sketches that you have, um, I did it like in 2014. I did a sketch of all the four major sports in Houston. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So a couple things before we, we wrap up. So we've talked a lot about your art. We've talked about kind of the st- what you're doing in Houston. And so during, you know, the pandemic and during quarantine, we're trying to support different businesses or different restaurants. And so where is your favorite restaurant to get takeout from or curbside delivery right now? Um, let me see. Um, I haven't done that much restaurants. I, I do a lot of groceries and I've been cooking a lot in home yeah. at home. Um, I can remember. What are, you, what are you cooking right now? Since you're busy cooking and buying groceries. Oh, just regular. What I pretty much cook most of my uh, every day. So yeah. just uh, um, chicken and pasta or fish and rice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just regular. Uh, food that I that I make every day Um, well let me ask you this then what is your favorite restaurant in Houston or restaurants if it wasn't quarantine right right now where would you go wow um (laughs) I really like uh there's so many I know I really like uh Copa uh Copa Osteria in Rice Village Mm -hmm. um I like um what else um some of the mexican restaurants like authentic mexicans like uh, hugo's or caracol yeah um yeah and um you want to know you want to know one place i miss is these two places it's uh uh nancy's hustle in edo which Uh, is right by one of your murals as well yeah and um my parents live really close to baby barnaby's on fairview and Mm -hmm. They're just so good. They're so consistent. It's nothing fancy, but it's just so good. And they're take even before quarantine, like we used to get takeout all the time from there. Um, yeah. So I miss those two places uh, a lot. And B and B Butchers, which on Washington. Which oh is, yeah, that's really, really that's good. it's good. Too. <laughs> I definitely miss. I mean, Denver has good restaurants, but I you know Houston I think is just on a different level. Um, yeah. At this point, so. So yeah, so you know, check out some of those those restaurants as, as Bateri has has pointed out, or the ones I've uh, pointed out as well. Businesses and mm-hmm. restaurants need our help. Um, mm-hmm. I know you guys in Texas are opening up slightly, you know, um, May first, so on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, so I mean, I really appreciate you coming on. I love your story. When I decided to start this podcast, you were one of the first people um, I thought of. And so, you know, hopefully through this, uh, A, you can find your Lamborghini piece. (laughs) You know, some more people learn about who you are as an artist. And, you know, maybe you inspire someone as well who wants to kind of become a professional artist and just kind of hearing your story of navigating the different obstacles and the things you had to learn in order to be uh, successful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Brittany, so much. Um, really lo- love doing this. And actually, um, I push myself to uh, express myself more because uh, so I was a very uh, introverted and shy kid yeah. growing up. And then uh, with art, I got to, like I said, network and just open up myself mm, a lot. And yeah. now uh, I like to do this and, uh, like you said, uh, inspire because. I think, especially in this career with art, uh, that's how you really motivate yourself by looking at others and, and you get inspired. So uh, I got inspired by other, looking at other artists and hopefully I can do that for other persons. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And so one last thing here, if you want to continue and follow along on the podcast, uh, Instagram and Twitter, both are uh, the handles are trailblazing text and then Bateri, you are artist Bateri, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Artist Bateri, uh, on Instagram as well. And so I'll definitely be sharing your stuff and I, you know, I look forward to all your other projects and everything else that you have, uh, going on. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you so much.